Hey, hey, people. Welcome to another episode of Amateur Hour with yours per usual, Jordan Perez. I hope you all are enjoying these interviews I've been dropping. Let me know if you're digging the current format. Um, But we're thinking 2022 might be the year of trying some different things out over here. I'm not big on New Year's resolutions. I love goal setting in every new season, personally. Um, No limits to what you can do at any point. Uh, Not going to get super tangential, um, but mad respect to those inspired by New Year's. I'm definitely going to mix up the format, though, as I've got a couple ideas brewing around, so stick around. But let's head back to the present. Tis the season of giving, and for this week, I've brought on Tennessee senior Spencer Cross, who fully embodies that. Not only is he giving some of his best golf ever that's landed him on the Arnold Palmer Cup list, but he's giving back in a major way in his hometown as the president of his nonprofit, the Smoky Mountain Junior Golf Foundation. A tough balance for sure, but Spencer is crushing it and making a tremendous difference by eliminating barriers to golf instruction and equipment uh, in his area of Sevier County in his hometown of Gatlinburg, Tennessee. When Spencer's not on the course, he's working on his yoga or pranking some Tennessee teammates, uh, as he talks about in this podcast. Um, There's a lot of holiday elements that sneak through, so this one is very timely and enjoyable. Um, But I won't hold you up anymore. Let's dive right into it. First things first, I wanted to ask you, you're a Tennessee native, so was the plan always UT? Uh, for the most part, it was. Um, they were always on my radar, and I mean, you got Knoxville. It's one of the coolest cities in the state, if not southeast. So, I grew up kind of a Tennessee fan, and then ended up winning uh, the 2016 state high school championship. And then I got an offer to come play um, at Tennessee that night, um, and then had some thought with my family and decided I committed about a week after that. So yeah, it was it was always on the radar and I was kind of just waiting for the opportunity to come up. I mean, you've come a tremendous way in your college golf career, especially now in your senior year. You've had a lot of excellent recent finishes, especially in the past six months. And, you know, that's been rewarded with you on the Arnold Palmer Cup radar. What do you think's mm-hmm. clicking for you this year? Uh, it's just been, it's been a combination of a lot of things. I mean, a lot of it's been discipline. Um, we've kind of been working on the same things golf swing wise for the past three years with my coaches uh coach webb and bo andrews um so just staying consistent with routine and um that's been that's kind of been huge on the golf golf side of things and then just being out and being focused on what i'm trying to accomplish out there on the golf course is one of the biggest things i mean i have high expectations but i don't let them necessarily affect how i go about my day um just a little bit I've been a little bit more controlled on the course and maintain my composure more than I have in the past. I think that's kind of been a huge part of it. Um, kind of, kind of gotten to the rhythm of playing in some bigger tournaments this summer. So I had played in a few of them a couple years before and had put too much pressure on myself to perform well. And I kind of just, I've, I've been out there this past summer, these past six months, just playing my own game and understanding what it's going to take for me to play my best golf. Where have you seen the most upside on the course? Uh, I would say just all around, probably golf management is probably the biggest biggest part of it. I uh, I've kind of learned, like I said, I've kind of learned 
what makes me the player that I am. I'm not really going to overpower a golf course. Uh, I'm not going to be taking advantage of any short holes. So I've kind of worked on my wedge play and just making sure that I'm dialed in 140 yards and in because that's, that's where I'm going to be able to make up some ground. Being a senior and being around the amateur circuit for a while, I mean, what's your favorite tournament you've played so far in your career? That's a tough one. Um, I'd say the Western Am is probably the most elite golf tournament that I've ever played in. I played in the USAM in Band of Dunes, um, which was an incredible experience. Um, unfortunately, it was right when COVID hit, so we didn't get the whole experience of what the USAM typically is. Um, but I've played in two Western Ams, and that's been – that golf tournament never disappoints and you get to play some awesome golf courses while you're doing it. Um, another one is the Patriot AM, uh, in Phoenix. Uh, I'm going to head out there the day after Christmas for that one, but it's the, the Patriot AM is a lot different than most amateur golf tournaments you play in. You're staying on site and it's just a laid back environment. It's, it's a really fun week and you get to meet a lot of cool people. What's a day in the life now, like on the Tennessee men's golf team, now that your fall has kind of slowed down? I know it was exam season. Things are kind of coming towards a bit of a close. But what does it look like as fall winds down? Are you guys, like, playing Secret Santa? I mean, what's the scene? <laughs> yeah, so we, we, we took a little little time off after our last event at Georgia Tech. Um, we had a pretty busy spring. We, we were on the road. And uh, so taking a break from it for a little bit was nice and I think most of the guys took advantage of that for a little bit and now we're kind of getting in the swing of things playing some winter tournaments so just trying to get back into the rhythm and get back into the schedule that we usually have um, during the season is one of the things that helps me I mean if I can if I can stay disciplined enough to wake up early work out do yoga study like do all these things that I do during um, during the regular season it'll set me up for um the Patriot coming up in a few weeks, but because it is easy to get out of get out of shape and uh, not not be doing the right practice and stuff like that during the off season, so you got to be you got to be aware of that. And I think uh, our team does a really good job at it. So um, it, it's been good, and a lot of the guys on the Tennessee team are from from Tennessee in the first place, so uh, we're able to play a bunch of games together and get some stuff going. When did you start doing yoga? <laughs> Actually. I got an NIL deal with them uh, probably two months ago, a month ago, like right after, right when off season started up, I, uh, I got an NIL deal with Real Hot Yoga, so um, I kind of wanted to try it out. I'm not the most flexible, so I went in for a few classes, and it's uh, I've already seen some improvements, and I mean, it's it's just another thing that you can do. Um, I mean, you got you got a bunch of people trying to trying to compete at this game and be the best that they can be so you got to find a niche and you got to find something that other people may not be doing um and I figured this was one of those things that was going to help me personally and in my golf game so I gave it a shot and I've, I've honestly fell in love with it and it's awesome it's helped my game out and helped me out a lot what kind of yoga do you do <laughs> it's uh so it's real hot so it's 95 degrees to 105 degrees in the room um, there's certain I, I've, I'm still trying all the classes out, trying to figure out which one I like the best, and I like the, the like slow stretches the best, which I think is like inyasa, um, and then you can do like some power yoga. The power yoga classes are pretty hard. There, there's a lot of core engaged, and it's almost a workout in a 105 degree heat. So um, I, I stick to the 
I stick to the stretching type of classes. So. Well, kudos to you for sticking with it because I tried yoga once and it was not really my thing. <laughs> I don't know. I think it was maybe the silence got to me. I think it was like a 90 minute class. It was a little bit much for my first time. Yeah, so it's different. It's different for sure. <laughs> for sure. I, I, kudos to you. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> that requires a lot of patience and dedication. Um, so as you mentioned, you had a decorated high school golf career, but tell me more about your start in golf. Have you been playing since you were a younger kid? Did you get into it later? When did it start? Yeah, I started playing when I was about three years old. My my grandfather and my dad kind of got me into the game, got me got me in a set of clubs, and I just started out coming out the Gallenberg Golf Course with them, um, just playing a few holes while they were playing, just whacking around. So they, that kind of started my golf career, and then I played basketball and baseball up until high school. I uh, quit both of those in high school and played golf and tennis in high school. So um, I was a uh, I played travel baseball and travel basketball. Um, and then kind of got burnt out on those and decided that golf was what I wanted to do. Um, so that it kind of, yeah, I'm very blessed of the situation that has come up and all the wonderful things that have come into my life because of the game. So golf wasn't the sport that burned you out. You, it was the one that you wanted to give more of your time to. Exactly. Yep. Yep. I was, I kind of, I played baseball, like I said, and I enjoyed it, but in the middle of the summer and hundred degree heat, I'd, much rather be on a golf course than in it playing in the dirt so um i kind of decided that um it's it going to be better for me to just play golf and enjoy i would definitely be enjoying my days more so <laughs> had a few people had a few people in severe in severe that were my age that were playing golf and uh just picked it up and we started playing every day once i gave up those other sports it's kind of led you to some different avenues in your life, which I wanted to talk more about. Obviously, now being a student athlete comes with a unique set of challenges and responsibilities and the like. And I think it can be pretty tiring in and of itself looking from the outside, um, especially in golf where your work doesn't really stop within season. You more so are doing things year-round. Um but you took it upon yourself to start a nonprofit, which I think is so cool, called Smoky Mountain Junior Golf to give your hometown another avenue of access to play the game. I mean, I want to dig into that some. Uh, in your words, sure. what's the mission and what drove you to it? Yeah, so we're trying to empower the youth, uh, the youth of Sevier County um, to chase their dreams through the game of golf. And um, we've we've got a couple golf courses in Sevier County that um, we're looking to partner with right now. We're at Gallenberg golf course uh, doing weekly clinics uh, once a week for ages for kids, ages eight to seniors in high school. So we started that probably five months ago and it's been great. Um, and then we do free golf Monday through Thursday after three o'clock. So we're just trying to grow the game. I mean, the golf courses around here have been, been very kind to me growing up and allowed me to play golf out here. Um, and helped me out and I've met a ton of incredible people through the game of golf um so I know there's there's potential for a lot of people to get into it but there's also not um from a financial perspective so we want to make it available to anybody and everybody that wants to get into the game we'll supply clubs um, we'll supply clothing whatever they need to get into the game um that's what we're trying to trying to do and grow the game in our county not just so they can get into the game but so they can learn the 
the values that come along with it. How does it work? Does someone maybe like attend an event and they get connected with you guys or do they reach out directly? How do you get in touch with these people? Yep, so we have a uh, Instagram account and Facebook at Smoky Mountain Junior Golf. Um, so that's one way you can get some information on it, um, coming to the golf course. But you become a member, uh, you just have to sign a few papers and you become a member of the program. You don't have to pay anything. Everything's free. Um, and we're, we're going to get into the schools and get the word out through through the schools in Sphere County. But, yeah, it's you come to Gatlinburg Golf Course right now and mention Smoky Mountain Junior Golf and they'll get you signed up. How many members does Smoky Mountain Junior Golf have? We're, we're around 20 right now. Um, so a lot of them are coming to our clinics, but we have a few that are just taking advantage of the free golf only. So we're looking to grow it. And this was we started this up in around uh, August this year. So August, September. So we're, we're trying to still get a feel for it and figure out what we need to do to maximize uh, the growth of this program. What are your responsibilities as it pertains to it? I mean, I know you, I think it said on your Instagram bio that you're the president. I mean, what are you working on now to kind of grow the organization? Yeah, so we're working with partners trying to, because we are a nonprofit, we're, we're doing some fundraising. Um, we're branching out the different golf courses across Sevier County so we can pretty much hit every region of the county that they aren't going to have to be driving across town to do it. So just mainly contacting, networking, and uh, figuring out how we can expand this program in our town uh, as efficiently as possible. So Matt Poff uh, is our uh, secretary, and he's the head head pro at Gallenberg Golf Course. So he runs our clinics and does a great job with them. Um, and then we have a couple other guys on our board that have helped us out. But right now it's just been a lot of fundraising and uh, trying to expand it across the county into other golf courses. I think what's really cool is you're able to kind of see the game is so much bigger than yourself especially in a time where you know you're trying to grow and expand on your career and it can be kind of chaotic i know you'd won some sec community service honors but what sparked your interest into diving further into nonprofits and community service yeah so i was a part of a program called ball leaders academy my sophomore year at tennessee which is a program of student athletes. In my case, there are 20 of us, um, and it's a leadership class. So you go through fall and spring learning your leadership style, who you are as a person, and what what makes you the best leader you can possibly be, because there's so many different leadership styles out there. So learning how, how you work and learning what makes you you is kind of the main part of that class. So went through that, and it was incredible. And then we took a, uh, a trip to Rwanda uh, in the summer of 2019. So um, we did a bunch of community service over there and worked with a bunch of wonderful programs and wonderful people that were kind of doing the same thing because everything that we were doing in Ball Leaders was empowering empowering our community through sport. Um, so getting out to Rwanda and actually being engaged and being being in it firsthand kind of wanted me. It, it's, it sparked interest in growing the game of golf um and then also giving back to my community because that's that's essentially what what it all comes down to if you had student athletes especially have a platform um to express themselves and express things that other people may not be able to get out as easily um so i just ball leaders has contributed a huge amount um to my ambitions and my thoughts on starting a 
nonprofit organization here in Sevier County. What'd you do in Rwanda? Uh, so basically, we were we were there for two weeks, um, traveling across the country to different organizations, um, empowering the youth through sport. Uh, so we we'd go to we go to schools and play soccer and volleyball and basketball with them, um, and then we basically sport is a worldwide language. That's what that's kind of how we describe it. I mean, you don't you don't have to speak the same language to be involved in sports. I mean that. that Sport is something that brings people together all over the world. Um, so we were over there just going to a different, a bunch of different schools and organizations and uh, setting up different different sports and activities to do with them. So it was, a, it was an awesome experience. Has there been any challenges you maybe didn't anticipate in starting a nonprofit, or do you feel like maybe the amount of volunteerism you've been in, you were – kind of aware of what it took to kind of found a nonprofit organization? Yeah, there was definitely some things that I was unaware of. I mean, obviously, it's a business, so you, you got to you gotta do all the paperwork. You got to get all the insurance. And luckily, I've, I know some people in Sevier County that have helped me out with that. Um, so that was that was a shock, but also a learning, learning curve for me, which I've enjoyed. Um, so that, that was a big part. Um, but overall, I mean, it's been it's been really fun and right now we're pretty small so we're still growing and trying to figure all this stuff out but it's been very enjoyable getting to know people and um, figure out who we want to work with and who wants to work with us was there a moment in maybe any of your volunteer experiences or smoky mountain junior golf that made you realize the profound impact that you've had uh yes it's been it's it's been really cool to see the feedback that we've gotten from the program. Um, I mean, but but none of this would ever be possible if I didn't have the people that I was surrounded with growing up. So it, it's it has nothing really to do with me as it does to the people that have helped me growing up and uh, have helped Smoky Mountain Junior Golf and my golf career and my 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 life as a to just where I'm at right now. So. I mean, it, it's been great, and I've, I feel like I've been able to help grow the game in Sevier County, but none of this would be possible without the people that have helped me through, through my years in Sevier County. What's on the calendar for Smoky Mountain Junior Golf for next year? Uh, for next year, we're looking to expand to two other golf courses, um, which will still be Monday through Thursday. Um, so th- at that point, we'll be at three different golf courses across the county. Uh, Monday through Thursday, free golf, uh, and then still weekly clinics. So not a whole lot will be changing, um, but just expanding our reach um, so we can get get kids in the game from all across the county. And how can anybody listening uh, donate, help out in any way? Yes, yeah, so you can uh, – there's a uh, – you can DM us on Instagram at Smoky Mountain Junior Golf. We're on Facebook, um, and then we can get back to you. Gallenberg Golf Course is – where most of our uh, business entails right now. So anywhere at Gallenberg Golf Course, you can send a check, you can call, um, and we can we can get you set up through that. Awesome. And for you personally, what's on the calendar ahead of um, Tennessee's spring stint? Yeah, so I've got a tournament coming up. I'll play the Patriot Am in December, and then I'll play uh, the Jones Cup Invitational in February, and then we start up 
mid-February in Puerto Rico. So we'll have a very busy spring. Uh, we're adding a tournament since our first tournament of the year in the fall got canceled. So we're going to add a tournament in there. So we'll be on the road a lot. Um, I'll probably play Canadian Tour Q School in the spring, um, try to get status on the Canadian Tour so I can turn pro after the national championship um, in uh, Arizona. And if, if the – Canadian tour stuff doesn't work out this year, then I'll stay AM over the summer and turn pro after the USAM. How are you feeling about having such a big year ahead of you? I'm excited. I'm excited. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a special year as a team, and uh, I've got some goals personally that I'm trying to achieve. So I'm excited to get rolling and uh, just get after it with the guys. What's the number one New Year's resolution? Ooh, I haven't I haven't got that far yet. I need need to keep keep thinking on that one <laughs> all right that's a perfect segue for some holiday questions if you don't mind all right let's do all right what's the craziest gift you've either given or received um i'd say one of the craziest we did secret santa last year um we did some we did some pretty funny gifts i got i got this guy some uh some really bad smelling perfume on purpose and and try to cover it up put it as a car scent um i don't think it works but uh that that was probably one of my most clever ideas but i think he caught on to it before before he used it so that that one didn't really work out for me so so how how did this how i mean how did you how did you select the perfume and maybe how did he figure i mean what what's the story well, it, it was, uh, I can't remember the, the name of the, the spray, but it was, it was not a very good smelling spray, but I took it, I took it off. I, I took the, uh, the label off of it and tried to try to write something on it. So it, it, it was obviously, it was obviously made from home and nobody was going to use it. So I probably didn't go into much thought on it as I should have, but, uh, that was probably, Probably on on my end, it was probably not the best idea. There's some creative direction there. What did it smell like? Uh, it smelled like a really bad fart. <laughs> really, really bad fart. <laughs> do you do you know if it's been disposed since? Like, <laughs> I think it was probably disposed. It was probably thrown away that night. It was uh, it was a joke that it was somebody told me um, to go get and that people put it in their golf bag and just spray it on other people without them noticing. So um, it, I was going to try to pass it along to my teammate, but it didn't work. Well, an attempt was made. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Favorite holiday movie? Uh, Home Alone. Home oh. Alone, for sure. It's a classic. Yeah. That's a classic. It is a classic. What's your favorite holiday tradition? <sighs> Advent calendars. I've always been a huge fan of advent calendars. I always enjoyed open up, open up the day on the chocolate, but most of the time I would just eat all the chocolate before the day was, the day had come. So that was a good childhood memory for me. It was always, always getting cool advent calendars, but eating the chocolate before I was supposed to. Do you have one going this year? I don't. I do not have one going this year. I probably need to bring that back though. I mean, we're only a week into December. You, you could. Yeah. That's true. You could still swing it. Probably go get one. I and I mean, you you could get a head start on finishing the rest of the chocolate. 
<laughs> exactly. What it, we're seven days in right now. I could eat seven pieces of chocolate and not feel too bad about it. No, no. It's just part of the advent calendar. <laughs> Is there like a specific brand that you would buy, or was it just any advent calendar you would? I think it was just any advent calendar. My parents would bring them home, and I would I would just devour the chocolate. That's that's just about how it went. I think for me, anytime I ever saw an advent calendar, it was always too late in the season to go for it, and I was just like, uh, and then would just yeah. buy a regular, maybe bag of chocolate or a candy bar or something and call it a day. Yeah, yeah. What's your favorite holiday tradition? My favorite holiday tradition, that's, hmm, I love baking. I love baking a lot. I, that's a good one. I started baking in college because I honestly realized I didn't really like cooking so I was like <laughs> I, I've gotta have I've gotta like provide something so I right. opted for baking and I I love baking holiday cookies like that okay. is my favorite yeah. thing to do so like I kind of go ham when it comes to Thanksgiving and Christmas so I would say that like I, I'll spend like hours on my feet making stuff and I mean I bake throughout the year but I feel like it like kind of hits differently when it comes to the holidays <laughs> right yeah I, I feel that I like Oreo balls my, my aunt always makes Oreo balls come Christmas time which are incredible those are probably probably up there with my favorite favorite dessert Ooh, that's a good one I've actually never had an Oreo ball I've got to I've got to look into that you need to look into those they're good all right I'll let you go. I really appreciated talking to you about your recent play and your foundation. It's such a fascinating story and kudos to you for starting a nonprofit like that and taking the time and putting all that work in to create something really special. I'm excited to see where it goes and I'm excited for your 2022. It's full of big things for sure. I'm excited. Thank you, Jordan. I appreciate you having me on. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you want to learn more about Spencer and more of the work that he's doing at Smoky Mountain Junior Golf, I've got all the links in the episode description to keep up with his golf and his philanthropic endeavors. Um, nonetheless, hope everyone has a fantastic week. Um, happy holidays. I've got cookies to make, so I got to run. But as always, I'll see you for the next amateur hour. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. 
because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.